listening to Psychology NCERT Class 11th and 12th with Dr. Kavita Bhargav. Hola amigos, people from India, United States, Philippines, Portugal, Lithuania, Canada, Germany, Norway, South Africa, United Kingdom, UAE, Vietnam, Greece, Guatemala and 22 other places. I'm back again with another episode or another chapter rather I would suggest for you guys. I'm planning to wind up class 12th syllabus at least in this September. So keep me in prayers and uh, keep sharing your feed forwards to me. Follow me on Instagram and you can leave a personal message if you feel like connecting or sharing some feed forward. The links and everything I'll be sharing towards the end of this episode. In this episode, I'll be starting the chapter, chapter 1 of class 12th psychology NCERT. The title of this chapter is Variations in Psychological Attributes. So this chapter basically and majorly talks about intelligence and individual differences. Into this episode, I will be talking about individual differences in human functioning, assessment of psychological attributes, assessment methods, intelligence and theories of intelligence. So I'm your host Dr. Kavita Bhargav, a trainer for clinical hypnotherapy, a supervisor, mentor and interviewer for regression therapists. Of course, as all of you by now know that I'm a psychologist by profession and earned a gold medal in psychology. have also been a teacher for class 11th and 12th psychology students for a long period of time. The moment I understood that the market is right, I just switched my jobs from part-time counselor. I changed myself to a full-time therapist and joined a hospital in Jaipur called Eternal Hospital Jaipur. So, let's understand what all answers or questions can you expect to be answered from this episode. For very short answer type questions, you can find answers to questions like mention some of the physical characteristics that vary between individuals. What is individual difference? What is situationism? How situationist perspective views about human behavior? Define assessment. Differentiate between formal and informal assessment. What is psychological assessment? Mention some important psychological attributes. Define intelligence. Define aptitude. What is interest? Define values, personality. Mention one psychological assessment method. What do you mean by psychological test? What happens in interview? What do you mean by case study? What involved in observation? What do you mean by self-report? Define intelligence as proposed by Weschler. What is the major focus of information processing approach? Who gave one-factor theory? Who proposed two-factor theory? Who proposed the theory of primary mental abilities? Who proposed the hierarchical model of intelligence? Who proposed the structure of intellect model? Mention three intellectual traits as proposed by J.P. Guilford. What do you mean by operations? Define contents. 
define products, classify products, mention various types of intelligence, mention examples of bodily kinesthetic intelligence, what do you mean by intrapersonal intelligence, what are the qualities of persons having intrapersonal intelligence, mention two examples of intrapersonal intelligence, what do you mean by spatial intelligence? What are the qualities of persons with spatial intelligence? Give examples of spatial intelligence. Mention examples of interpersonal intelligence. What are the three basic types of intelligence as proposed by Robert Sternberg? What do you mean by Componential Intelligence? What do you mean by Experiential Intelligence? What are the qualities of persons with Experiential Intelligence? What do you mean by Contextual Intelligence? When Simultaneous Processing Takes Place For short answer type questions you may consider how do psychologists characterize and define intelligence? What do you mean by the word aptitude? Briefly explain. Differentiate between interpersonal intelligence and intrapersonal intelligence. What is IQ? How do psychologists classify people on the basis of their IQ scores? Which of the two, IQ or EQ, do you think would be more related to success in life and why? Differentiate between psychological test and observation. Discuss Charles Spearman's two-factor theory of intelligence. Analyze the definition of intellectual or mental deficiency as proposed by American Association on Mental Deficiency. Identify various facets of intelligence in the Indian tradition. What are the characteristics of emotionally intelligent person? For long answer type questions, explain briefly the multiple intelligences as identified by Gardiner. How does the triarchic theory helps us to understand intelligence? Any intellectual activity involves the independent functioning of three neurological systems. Explain this statement with reference to PASS PASS model. Are there cultural differences in the conceptualization of intelligence? How is aptitude different from intelligence and interest? How is aptitude measured? And lastly, describe various psychological assessment methods to measure intelligence or in general. Alright, now let's start with the first key idea that is individual differences in human functioning. Imagine a world where every person you see is wearing just blue or pink or they are very, you know, their movements are very similar. 
they are robotic in nature you see all the trees and the shrubs and the herbs and the flowers in all orange shade or all the houses similarly painted similarity it won't it be a monotonous world hence variation gives or breaks the monotony in life it makes us happy and happier so the combination of a number of traits or colors or sounds or differences actually makes the life or the world a better place to live in if i would be the same and for example my entire family or my partner would be the same or same in the traits or same characteristics then it will be all sorted there'll be no challenges no variations all monotony so here all these things the way we look at people with different traits their different degrees of humor the uniqueness the typical combination of everything a person has that makes you an individual and your unique combination is always different from the other person's unique combination this combination of unique set of identities or traits forms the subject matter of individual differences so for psychologist individual differences refer to distinctiveness and variations among people's characteristics and behavior patterns the keywords here are distinctiveness and variations however we have noticed that one individual would also behave differently as per different situations i've been talking about this um, also in previous episodes so for example you know if you are in my class and i am your teacher you would be behaving differently as compared to your own behavior in front of your own friends or the family members so there are certain situations and circumstances which influence the behavior of an individual a person who tends to be aggressive in front of certain people may actually behave completely submissive in front of someone else maybe the top authorities or the bosses so the situationist perspective views human behavior as resulting from the interaction of external and internal factors so that's what situationism talks about the next idea is assessment of psychological attributes psychological attributes are almost everything which are involved in simple phenomena like you know if i am saying something if a stimulus is presented to you and you have to respond to it so how much time do you take even that can be measured or that can be called as a psychological attribute it, it comes under that domain of it so in the next conceptual idea i'll be talking about the domains of uh, psychological attributes some of it so we need to exactly measure how much time does the person takes in between stimulus and response or stimulus and reaction or also in global concepts like happiness all these attributes can be measured can be assessed if we have to really understand psychological attribute then assessment needs to be the first step towards it we can do the assessments either formally or informally the formal assessments are objective standardized and organized in nature while the informal ones are based upon the assessor they thoroughly have uh, 
subjective interpretations to them and certain errors also which i'll be discussing when i'll talk about the methods of assessment so both informal and formal the psychologists are trained into measuring the attributes the psychological attributes both formally as well as informally now for example if there is a person who is dominant in characteristics so based upon all those um, traits like the dominance or if someone is a weak student you know you can actually figure out what are the strengths and weaknesses of a person maybe so maybe uh, suppose there is a person who is um, a dominant person in nature so by assessment we can actually figure out in the forthcoming environment or times how will he behave in front of the family or the neighborhood or in other situations similarly if there is a person who is measuring a, you can say a low aptitude test then we can figure out that the intellectual abilities of the person are not that great so we can figure out actually how will he perform in his examinations if there is a person who doesn't have any interest or preferences in riding a horse and we ask this person to have a job in which he is a horse rider or if we put him in the sports which are concerned with the horses then this person would never do well so if we sum it up then psychological assessment uses systematic testing procedures to evaluate abilities behaviors and personal qualities of individuals so let's understand some domains of psychological attributes the first one is intelligence if we talk about intelligence then it is a global capacity to understand the world think rationally and use available resources effectively when faced with challenges that's the most basic definition whenever uh, a one marker or you know define intelligence such type of questions come in pitch in this complete definition so intelligence tests provide a global measure of a person's cognitive competence his ability to profit from schooling or um, how will he perform uh, if he is um, he is sent to buy certain products from the market so we can actually analyze his numerical abilities his intellectual functioning um the mechanical aptitude and so on so on and so forth more in detail in the forthcoming episodes or maybe in this episode itself aptitude now aptitude refers to an individual's underlying potential for acquiring skills there are a number of aptitude tests that predict how will be an individual doing if a proper environment and training is given to a person for example someone who is good at mechanical aptitude would profit from appropriate training for engineering similarly someone who has a good language aptitude this person can be a good trainer for language english language or good writer and author we often use aptitude test and interest test and a combination of all these which i am just uh, talking about in this topic we we use a combination of all this to figure out um, the right career for the person they are all standardized tests the next attribute is interest what is an interest is for example if i am showing you uh, three colors like blue and red and green which would you prefer someone chooses blue someone chooses red maybe i choose the green so this is my preference of something over some other things like for example if there is a person who has an option of selecting various subjects or faculties for example after his 10th then this is a person he has the preference of choosing some subjects over the other or one faculty over the other to sum it up interest is an individual's preference for engaging in one or more specific activities relative to others 
The next attribute is personality. Personality refers to relatively enduring characteristics of a person that makes him or her distinct from the others. A complete chapter has been discussed prior to this chapter. Self and personality. You can get to know more details about this topic in that episode on self and personality. Maybe two, three episodes are there. So some people can be emotionally stable. Some can be impulsive. Some can be withdrawn. Some can be outgoing. Some can be introvert. Some can be extrovert. All these we can analyze and predict the individual's behavior in the forthcoming future events. The fifth psychological attribute is values. Values are enduring beliefs about an ideal mode of behavior. That's the ideal child. This is how I should be that you carry. So certain set standard for guiding your actions in life and also for judging the others. Generally, this gets developed through the process of socialization when a child is growing up. So we teach him certain values, values related to the politics, religion, social or economic conditions, all those. So. I discuss five domains here under this idea, key idea, which is some domains of psychological attributes. The first is intelligence, then aptitude. We talked about interest, personality and values. Now, let's understand the assessment methods, how actually the scientists or the psychologists assess all these domains and more. The first is the psychological test, often known as psychometric testing. So these are objective and standardized measure of an individual's mental and or behavioral characteristics. We can get results for measures or concepts like intelligence, aptitude, personality, attitudes and certain behaviors through psychometric testing or psychological test. Generally, we use these tests for clinical diagnosis, guidance, personal selection, placement as well as trainings. Other than the objective test, we also have a number of projective tests which is discussed more in the episodes on self and personality, especially I guess the third episode. The next method is interview. Interview is something that seeks information from a person on one-on-one -on -one basis. There are structured interviews and unstructured interviews. The counselor interacts with the client and understands where is the issue coming from and then indirectly or directly guides the person towards the right direction. Similarly, salespersons also do a certain door-to-door -door survey. I mean, often you must have found people ringing your bell of your houses and then asking you certain questions. Which products are you using? Which surf do you use? Which soap do you use? And so on and so forth. All these are kind of interviews. These are structured interviews where they would ask, okay, what is the demand of the society? And based upon that, they would do the supply. And here also the role of consumer psychology starts. The journalists also interview important people, national and international people and more about structure and unstructured interviews in self and personality. Episode 3. Talking about case study, case study is an in-depth study of an individual in terms of his or her psychological attributes, psychological history in the context of his or her psychosocial and physical environment. Generally, uh, from class 11th onwards, there are students who keep coming to me for internship and also for observing the cases. Why? Because, you know, it's, it's about if you don't understand what is the case about, how would you further treat the client? So it's about the lifestyle or the history or the, you know, uh, situations of a person where in which situations is he or she and how and what he decides. So um, if you if you know about TISS Mumbai, TIS Mumbai, then these are the people who have actually written case studies and uh, they took one of my example also in one of the case studies. Uh, I guess uh, you can find it onto their uh, learning management 
mm, that's available online i guess you'll have to search it out so that was when i was uh, a counseling supervisor with them and um, how i was uh, dealing with my um, ngo and uh, this counseling supervision thing and then what happens next and all so generally you know a kind of biography but yet again you understand the psychological concepts behind whatever it is so it's it's about learning from the life experiences of the other person case studies are based upon data which is gathered through different methods like interview observation questionnaires psychological tests etc so there are a number of um, other college and institutes also who have my case studies um, in bhargav so we have um, a book which is called shining bhargavs across the planet in that also they put my uh, case study the next is observation observation involves employing systematic organized and objective procedures to record behavioral phenomena occurring naturally in the real setup or time so for example if you want to understand how a 10 to 12 years would behave so you can observe this person or how would a toddler or an infant behave so we have inner child um, programs where uh, one of the activities is about observation how they actually behave in that age and then you understand okay how you would have behaved so in observation um, it's a complete again uh, standardized norms things where certain things that uh, you know psychologists are trained into observing but yet again it is subjective in nature because it involves the interpretation of the observer and this can lead to an error in the method of observation so we need to be careful about using this method as well next is the self report so this is a method uh, in which a person provides factual information about himself or herself and or opinions beliefs etc that she or he holds we generally give a set of questionnaires for understanding okay what is the attribute like the parent child relationship like the 16 pf and you know personality type what it is and certain more um, question is about suggestibility sexuality if we talk about clinical hypnotherapy then um, we can also obtain this in, uh, information through interviews or questionnaires psychological test or personal diaries of the people so this was all about the assessment methods now let's understand intelligence as a concept the psychological notion of intelligence is quite different from the common sensical notion of intelligence if you are watching an intelligent person you may notice the attributes like mental alertness ready wit quickness in learning and ability to understand relationships the oxford dictionary explains intelligence as the power of perceiving learning understanding and knowing while alfred binet he was one of the first psychologists who worked upon intelligence he defined intelligence as the ability to judge well understand well and reason well the most important definition out of all these is the definition given by weschler he defined intelligence as the global and aggregate capacity of an individual to think rationally act purposefully and to deal effectively with his or her environment Sternberg and Gardner they said that intelligence in individual leads him not only to adaptation of the environment but also to active modification or shaping of the behavior the next key idea is theories of intelligence i'm going to talk about almost all the theories in this episode itself there are two types of approaches when we talk about intelligence 
the psychometric approach to intelligence says that intelligence is an aggregate of abilities it expresses the individual's performance in terms of single index of cognitive abilities like this 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 or that okay while the information processing approach it describes the processes we use in intellectual reasoning and problem solving like how do we receive the information how do we process it and then how do we give the output towards it that's the major forte of information processing approaches the major idea is on how an intelligent person acts rather than the structural parts of intelligence or underlying dimensions of intelligence so the information processing approaches they study the cognitive functioning that underlie intelligent behavior so if i look at my ppt and see the diagram here i get two types of approaches for the theories of intelligence one is the information processing approach the other is the psychometric or the structural approach under information processing approach there are two theories which are triarchic theory of intelligence and the second is pass theory of intelligence or pass model of intelligence often known as the second approach is psychometric approach or the structural approach it has unifactor or one factor theory two factor theory theory of primary mental abilities hierarchical theory structure of intellect model let's understand the unifactor or one factor theory this was given by alfred binet he said that one similar set of abilities can be used for solving all the problems in an individual's environment while the two factor theory which is the next theory it was given by charles peirman in 1927 he used factor analysis and found that there are two types of factors that are responsible for the intelligence the g factor and the s factor the g factor is common to all the performances while s factor is carrying the specific abilities the g factor may include mental operations which are primary and common to all performances for example excellent singers architects scientists and athletes may be high on g factors but in addition to these g factors they also have specific abilities which allow them to excel in their respective domains so ek one one basic will be there but beyond that there will be something specific related to that particular field whichever they are in based upon this the next theory was given by louis thurston that is called the theory of primary mental abilities so thurston talked about the seven primary mental abilities these are verbal comprehension numerical abilities spatial relations perceptual speed word fluency memory and inductive reasoning the verbal comprehension uh, indicates the grasping meaning of words concepts and ideas numerical ability talks about the speed and accuracy in which numerical and computational skills are utilized spatial relations is about visualizing patterns and forms like the buildings and the structures and so on and so forth perceptual speed is about speed in perceiving the details word fluency talks about fluently and flexibly how a person uses the words memory talks about how accurately we can recall all the information that we stored in our subconscious mind at once upon a time the inductive reasoning is about deriving general rules from presented facts the next approach was uh, the theory was given by Arthur Jensen he said that there is a hierarchical model of intelligence and it has two levels to it level 1 is all about the associative learning in which output is more or less similar to the input we call it the rotification or the rote learning 
and the memory the way the children learn right from the childhood when the child is grown up you know like if if you talk about the alphabet the child learns it if you talk about 1 2 3 4 he learns it just the way as it is written okay even till 6 7th you know all the rote learning concepts happen then comes level 2 which is called the cognitive competence and this involves higher order skills as they transform the input to produce an effective output here we start the mathematics or some uh, subjects or questions where you have to process the information that's about the cognitive competence the problem solving skill the decision making and so on and so forth so there are two types of learning or two types of levels through which the learning occurs that's called the hierarchical model of intelligence given by arthur jensen so the next one is by jp gilford he proposed the structure of intellect model he said that intellectual traits can be classified into three dimensions the operations contents and the products he also gave a model for this structure of intellect model something like a 3d model which had um, 6 into 5 into 6 columns in an overlap which suggested that it was made up of 180 cells so he gave six operations five contents and six products operations are what the respondent does these include cognition memory recording memory retention divergent production convergent production and evaluation you can use mnemonics for all these very easily so um when i was teaching 12th psychology i used to actually give the mnemonics for almost everything and um, that was fun you know you just have to for intelligence you just have to remember who gave what and uh, how you can fix your mnemonics into it if you want that you can uh, pitch in the request and i'll see if in facebook group i can uh, place the mnemonics or maybe in some bonus episode later on i can do this for you contents these refer to the nature of material or information on which the intellectual operations are performed these could be visual auditory symbolic symbolic means letters numbers semantic semantic has to do with the words and behavioral behavior includes information about people's behavior attitudes needs etc products as per gilford referred to the form in which information is processed by the respondent and these products can be classified into units classes relations systems transformations and the implications the 180 cells that i was talking about each cell is expected to have at least one factor or ability some cells may have more than one factor each factor is described in terms of all these three dimensions so till here were the psychometric approaches the next one is the theory of multiple intelligence another beautiful one given by howard gardner he said that intelligence is not a single entity rather distinct types of intelligences exist like you just can't say okay so and so person is so intelligent no you can't say that he can have a number of uh, factors which are covered into the types of intelligences so it's a mix of all this means that a person exhibits one type of intelligence it does not necessarily indicate being high or low on other types of intelligences so gardner also put forth the different types of intelligences interact and work together to find a solution to a problem it's not just that he has only this linguistic ability or interpersonal skills it can be a match and mix of all all these seven types of intelligences which gardner is talking about seven or eight types of intelligences seven were given by thurston so the following are um, the multiple intelligences he says 
The first out of these is linguistic. These are skills that are involved in production and use of language. Either Hindi or English or French or any other language. How fluently and flexibly do you uh, use language to express your thinking and ideas to others? There are certain people who are word smart people. They can actually differentiate different shades of words and meanings and articulate them accordingly. They create linguistic images in the mind. So this is a intelligence which is very good for poets, writers. They are strong in this component of intelligence. The next is logical mathematical skills. So skills in scientific thinking and problem solving are included in this section or this component. People who are high on this skill, they can think logically and critically. They engage in abstract reasoning and definitely they can manipulate the symbols to solve mathematical problems. So people who are scientists and Nobel Prize winners, they are likely to be falling into this category of high logical mathematical intelligence. The next is spatial intelligence. It refers to skills in forming visual images and patterns. So you know, people who can actually understand the depth and the height and the width of a place like pilots, sailors, sculptors, painters, architects, interior decorators, surgeons, all of them have good special intelligence, spatial intelligence, musical, musical intelligences, sensitivity to musical rhythms and patterns, highly found in people who can Produce, create and manipulate musical patterns. Sound healers, you can say, or the musicians or um, music directors and so on and so forth. The band people, all these have these uh, this musical intelligence into them. The next is bodily kinesthetic. This uses whole portion of the body flexibly and creatively. Especially people like athletes, dancers, actors, sports people, gymnasts and surgeons. All these have this intelligence. The next is interpersonal intelligence, how actually you are interacting with people or you are sensitive to the subtle aspects of others' behavior, motives, interests, feelings. So psychologists, counselors, politicians, social workers, religious leaders, all these are good in interpersonal skill. The next is intrapersonal. Intra is when you go within. You are aware about your own feelings, motives and desires. So people who are very spiritual in nature, these are the people who are sensitive towards intrapersonal requirements. Philosophers, um, spiritual leaders and um, the healers, all these may have this type of intelligence. The next is naturalistic intelligence. Sensitivity to the features of natural world, the biologists, the farmers, the hunters, the botanists, the tourists, the zoologists and the bird watchers, all these have this naturalistic intelligence. This has to do with the fauna part, the flora and the fauna part of the environment. These people make subtle discriminations in the natural world. So this was about the eight types of intelligences given by Howard Gardner, an important one. Most of the times a question comes from here. The next is the Triarchic Theory of Intelligence. This was given by Robert Sternberg in 1985. Sternberg views intelligence as the ability to adapt, to shape and select environment to accomplish one's goals and those of one's society and culture. So here he said that there are three basic types of intelligences. The Componential Intelligence, Experiential Intelligence and Contextual Intelligence. Componential or Analytical Intelligence is the analysis of information to solve the problems. So people who are high in this intelligence have the ability to think analytically and critically and they succeed in the schools. The Componential Intelligence has three components again. 
components like meta components performance components and knowledge acquisition components the meta components have to do with the control monitor and evaluate cognitive processing the performance components they are referring to execution strategies assembled by meta components the knowledge acquisition components talk about encoding combine and comparing of information so the first is the knowledge acquisition if we look at the sequence of it the knowledge acquisition is responsible for learning and acquisition of the ways of doing certain things the second is the meta or higher order component this involves planning concerning what to do and how to do the third is the performance components which involve actually doing the stuff actually how do you go about how do you do the things the experiential intelligence is the next component given by sternberg he says that experiential intelligence is something like a creative intelligence it is involved in using our own past experiences creatively to solve the new problems that are coming into your life it is reflected in creative performances people who are high on this aspect they integrate different experiences in original way to make new discoveries and inventions they would quickly you know these are the problem solvers they would quickly analyze the situation and say okay this is the solution this is what i can do they have high transfer of learning the task or high transfer of learning you can say people who have contextual intelligence which is the third type of intelligence given by sternberg they say that contextual or practical intelligence this involves the ability to deal with environmental demands that we encounter on a daily basis these are the people who are called street smart people or they have a business sense they know what to say to other people in order to get their task done so they are smart enough they they can actually adapt to the present environment or they can modify the environment to their favorable conditions needs the last under information processing approaches is pass model of intelligence pass has a full form called planning attention arousal and simultaneous successive this was given by jp das jack nagleri and kerby in 1994 so these three psychologists were involved into this they say that intellectual activity involves interdependent functioning of three neurological systems called the functional units of brain these units are responsible for the arousal or the attention coding or processing and finally planning respectively so arousal or attention if we discuss this then state of arousal is basic to any behavior as this helps us in attending to various stimuli if you will not be you know aroused then you will not be attending to it as simple as that suppose for example you are sitting in the class okay and you are thinking about certain things your teacher is teaching but you are thinking some something else the moment she throws a chalk at you that's the moment you get aroused biologically and then you pay attention to whatever she's saying so it enables you to give the attention to that particular stimulus if there is too much of arousal or too little arousal both these conditions are not good they would interfere in your attention suppose example if i am teaching and one person is there in the class who is aroused a lot then he may start laughing upon small little things or he'll be super active he'll be running around or walking around or you know hitting the other person this this is too much of arousal this will interfere with the attention again so arousal is something the optimal level of arousal is something which forces you to focus on your reading your lessons your learning your revision and other contents of the chapters the simultaneous and successive processing this says that you can either integrate the information whatever you've studied into your knowledge system either 
साइमल्टेनियसली लाइक साइड बाई साइड और सक्सेसिवली वन आफ्टर दी अदर साइमल्टेनियस प्रोसेसिंग टेक्स प्लेस वेन यू परसीव द रिलेशन अमंग वेरियस कॉन्सेप्ट एंड इंटीग्रेट दैम इन टू अ मीनिंगफुल पैटर्न ऑफ कॉम्प्रीहेंशन लाइक इफ यू लुक एट आर पी एम द रेवेंस प्रोग्रेसिव मैट्रेसिस दिस इज द टेस्ट ऑफ इंटेलिजेंस इन ट्वेल्थ इट सेल्फ आई गेस यू डन सो दिस इज द टेस्ट वे यू आर सींग ओके it has uh, these many sections which is the missing part and you understand okay this is the pattern and this is how it is and this is the part which is missing and you select out of the four options okay this is the b part which is missing and that is being fixed there so it's about the simultaneous processing you are making a meaning out of certain things simultaneous processing helps you to grasp the meaning and relationship between given abstract figures successive processing takes place when you remember all the information serially so that one recalls you to the another another to the next one like for example when we do the multiplication 1 1s are 1 1 2s are 2 or 2 2s are 4 2 3s are 6 something like this okay so that's successive in nature one after the other the next is planning this is an essential feature of intelligence so after you attend the information and proceed further planning is activated it allows us to think of possible courses of action implement them to reach a target and evaluate the effectiveness so once you finished off your learning of the chapters 1 2 3 4 5 and now you know okay this is my learned knowledge base when the paper comes in your examination what do you do you write your papers easily and effortlessly if you have revised it thoroughly if you have learned in in a certain uh, you can say timetable you formed a timetable to learn it all and then you got only 3 uh, marks out of the 10 which now you know you can analyze and understand the study pattern or the timetable was incorrect so next time you make a better timetable and then plan accordingly that's called planning this helps you to meet your goals effectively and all of us go through all this so these past processes operate on the knowledge base developed by either formally reading writing experimenting or informally by the environment by your experiences to life das and negleri they also developed a test battery known as cognitive assessment system cas it has verbal as well as non verbal tasks that measure the cognitive functions presumed to be independent of schooling like you don't need to be into schooling to understand these basic cognitive functions this is very good for individuals between 5 to 18 years of age and we can use this test battery for the remedy classes or you can say the shadow teachers part that you have often in school for the slow learners and stuff so for the remedial classes this is very important cas this model basically represents how information processing approach to intelligence happens so with this we finish this episode and with this episode i talked about uh, individual differences in human functioning assessment of psychological attributes assessment methods intelligence theories of intelligence let me quickly brief it out for you with the keywords individual differences in human functioning talks about this section talks about two things individual differences and situationism keywords for individual differences are distinctiveness which is uniqueness variations which means the differences situationism says that the behavior is a result of interaction of internal and external factors i then talked about assessment of psychological attributes in this i talked about assessment which can be formal as well as informal psychological assessment is something which requires systematic testing procedures 
evaluates abilities behaviors and personal qualities of a person domains of psychological attributes five domains i talked about here intelligence which is general cognitive competence aptitude that talks about your potential interest personal preferences personality talks about relatively enduring characteristics of an individual values are about the enduring beliefs we carry assessment methods can be through psychological test interviews case study observation and self report measures theories we have two approaches to this intelligence information processing approach and psychometric approach or the structural approach under psychometric approach or structural approach i talked about unifactor or one factor theory two factor theory theory of primary mental abilities hierarchical theory level 1 and level 2 of intelligence structure model of intellect was the next one under information processing there were two theories which were triarchic theory of intelligence and the past theory of intelligence unifactor theory was given by alfred binet he said that one similar set of abilities can be used for solving all the problems in an individual's environment two factor theory was by charles spearman in 1927 he gave this theory used factor analysis and said that there are two factors which are required for intelligence g factors which is common to all performances s factor which has to do with the specific abilities theory of primary mental abilities was given by louis thurston he talked about the verbal comprehension skills numerical abilities spatial relations perceptual speed word fluency memory and inductive reasoning Arthur Jensen talked about the hierarchical model of intelligence level 1 and level 2 level 1 has to do with the associative learning or the rote learning part of it level 2 has to do with the cognitive competence which is the higher order skills where input changes the form structure of intellect model is given by jp kilford six operations five content and six products equals to 180 cells this is the model all about operations are cognition memory recording memory retention divergent production convergent production evaluation contents are visual auditory symbolic which is letters or numbers semantic that is words behavioral behavior needs and attitudes products units classes relations systems transformation implications theory of multiple intelligence has eight types of intelligences as given by harvard gardner linguistic where people are word smart like poets writers logical mathematician scientists nobel prize winners have this intelligence spatial intelligence is high in pilots sailors painters architects bodily kinesthetic people who are in gymnastics sports athletes dancers actors surgeons all these have good bodily kinesthetic intelligence musical is high in musicians interpersonal skills are good in psychologists counselors politicians intrapersonal skills or intelligence is good in philosophers spiritual leaders naturalistic intelligence is high in hunters farmers tourists botanists triarchic theory of intelligence by robert sternberg in 1985 it says there are three types of intelligences componential intelligence experiential intelligence and contextual intelligence componential intelligence is also known as analytical intelligence talks about knowledge acquisition component meta components which has to do with the higher order component and performance component contextual intelligence is called practical intelligence people who are high on this are often referred to as street smartness have a business sense past theory given by jp das nagleri and kerby in 1994 past 
stands for planning attention arousal and simultaneous successive model so there are three neurological systems are called the functional units of brain they look after the attention arousal attention arousal means an apt or optimal level of arousal is necessary for the attention we can learn through either simultaneously or successively processing the information once the attention leads to simultaneous and successful processing final step is the planning where we implement whatever we have learned see the results and then plan out a different situation or different technique for performing better das and nagleri also gave a test called the cognitive assessment system this is the test battery cas it has both verbal and non verbal task which doesn't really require a person to be schooled it measures basic mental functions of people and good for people with the age from 5 to 18 years So with this I finish the first episode of chapter 1 of class 12th looking forward to see you soon with another episode from there we'll be talking about nature nurture etc assessment of intelligence variations of intelligence identification of gifted children what are gifted children types of tests and all if you like this episode remember to share it with your friends and family and also with the therapist and healers even they need to have the basic knowledge of psychology the link to the facebook group as you know is shared in the description of the episode follow me on instagram i am with the same name dr kavita bhargav the instagram handle is d r k a v i t a b h a r g a v a you can also find me on linkedin all right i'll see you soon happy learning happy healing